Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi guys, welcome back to Delusional Diaries Podcast Episode 5. I'm Hallie. And I'm Jazz. Um, today we're getting into a girl talk friendship type of episode. And I've just had like a rough day, if I'm being honest. Like the Apple Store was a lot for me. So, which, grand scheme of things, not that deep, but it was a lot for me today. Okay. So I just am like on one and I would like to calm down. I've been taking these magic mind shots before I edit the podcast because it helps me focus. Um, so we should take some now because it also makes you like calm down. And yeah. I'm kind of on edge. I'll go on 15 tangents during this podcast so I could use one. Kevin, can you throw us some? Should we do cheers to love, cheers to honor? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Tastes really good. It's like matcha, but with like a little spicy. That's what Kevin said when he tried them. Well, there's matcha in it, so. You're <laughs> <laughs> not even reading the ingredients. They just taste good. I'm like, I like it here. No, I like that a lot. Anyways, so today we're getting into like girl talk. We asked for questions on Instagram for like what you guys wanted to chat about, basically. This is not advice. This is our personal opinions, our thoughts that you asked for. And remember, you can always turn it off. <laughs> it's just like a FaceTime call of us talking and sharing our opinions. We're and not, you're also here. Yeah, we're not doctors. We're not therapists. <laughs> Thank fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? I'd be so scared of you if you were my doctor. I would take great care of you. I think you would, but then I don't know. <laughs> You'd be the worst therapist. You'd be like, rub some fucking dirt. Oh, I would. I'd be like, God made dirt, dirt, don't hurt. (laughs) Rub it on, call it a day. 100%. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Five five stars. Five stars, please. please. I was deep cleaning my apartment before this, and um, now I'll go back to that and really hardcore deep clean. Or I'll I'll go focus. I literally just play the Drake song that says, fuck my ex, on repeat. Like, the entire time I walked here, my 30-minute walk here, it just is like, fuck my ex, fuck my ex. And I literally just play that, and I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, it's it, it really motivates me. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, period. Or like, I'll occasionally throw a Taylor Swift one in there, but I'm like over the sad Taylor Swift. It's more like reputation a era. Taylor. No, you don't like reputation. I, I don't know. I've, I've listened to some, but I need to listen to more. Probably. Oh my, which ones have you listened to? Say I did something bad. Why does it feel so good? Um, <laughs> trying to think of the other ones. I don't know. I like uh I I've been in my red era. Really? Yeah. I actually love to hear that. Um well there's a lot of good ones on there. Uh I bet you think about me that one. Babe, I've been listening to only Taylor's version cuz if I don't like I I think I accidentally put I put made a podcast or a a playlist and like I put like a song on there. I think I put clean on there or something. People are like crucifying me for not putting Taylor's version. I was like, well, oh, honestly, I'm sorry. I get it. They should crucify cuz it's out now. If it's an album that's not out yet with her version like so valid so fair you no know i didn't option, realize like, i didn't realize it was just like putting it on i didn't know but it yeah i think the taylor's versions ones are better anyway yeah like than the normal mm-hmm. the only one's better like the old version is speak now Better. i, I listened to better than revenge no oh my god pause okay but when the new version came out she didn't say like 
she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. She was like, she's a moth to the flame and something stupid because she was like, oh. women. Can I- yeah, I know you know, it. It just, it's a great song. Anyways. Wait, okay. I said that because I want to give you your Christmas gift. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I'm surprising you. Um, Okay. If you guys didn't watch the last episode, by the, by the way, if you didn't watch the video version, there was a picture in this corner over here, and it was Finley and Oslo, like, paint, like painted on, in a frame, and that's what it, I got Hallie, just so you know. Yes, Jazz already did give me my Christmas gift. I'm impatient. Um, but I made my first ever TikTok shop purchase, okay? <laughs> but I saw this, and I was like, I had to get this. Like, I was going to send it to you and be like, you need, and then I was like, wait, I should actually just Should I close my eyes? Um, yeah, close your eyes. Okay. Okay, I'm putting the mic I'm down. So, I'm so scared. Okay, open. Stop it! Oh my god, I'm so, so, I'm actually so excited because I got tagged in this like a million times. Oh really? I'm not, and I was like, I was like, oh, do I really need to like pull a trigger? Like, that's what I. No, it's, it's, that's what I get concerned about money for. I'm like, ah, oh, do I really need to do it? No, it's one of those things that you're like, this is fucking stupid, but it's like funny. I don't know. I got it in, like a large or something, so it would be oversized, but. <laughs> I gotta say, TikTok shop is the easiest thing on the planet to buy from. Like, I could not believe it took me actually 0.2 of a second. This is not an ad. No, it's not an ad. <laughs> I'm about to use that fucking eligible for commission though. I'm like, guys, go oh buy it. God. Thank you, Hallie. Oh my God, of course. That was so sweet and thoughtful. I, know. I, know. I do want you to know, like, I actually use the birthday present you got me every single night. The Squishmallow? Yeah. Oh, I'm so I, I snuggle with my hamburger like every single night. I love that. So thank you for that. Wow. Uh, thank you. That was so nice. Wait, the- uh, okay. Whatever. Cut that part. Okay. <laughs> anyway, guys, today I think we have a lot of good topics. Oh my God. So many. We posted on the podcast Instagram at Delusional Diaries Podcast and we're like, we're going to do like a friendship girl talk, just like just the girliest type of episode. And we got so many good questions. Let me just say before we get into this. A lot of you guys have some shitty ass friends because most of the questions were like, my friend is a fucking asshole. Like, so, just like, like you guys are going through it. Yeah. So I'm sorry. First yeah. of all. But we're going to do like some friendship stuff, dating stuff, sex stuff, relationships, body, just a bunch of stuff. All the topics. I have some good ones that Amazing. I have written down. Um, what should we start with? Okay. Let's start with mm. sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's more interesting. I don't know. Well, what do you have? Well, I just wrote them down. Um, do you use lube? Have you ever used lube? I have never. Uh, no. I think I got sent it once and I was like, oh, we should. And then I just like didn't end up using it. I don't know. Yeah, I just personally never have. Um one, I don't feel like going out and getting it. And yeah. two, I've just never felt like the need where I have to have it. I feel like the one period of time where I went like on a literal dry spell of my vagina from medication, I just wasn't having sex. So it wasn't really an issue for me. So I never like really needed to go get it. Yeah, this is my thing with lube. Absolutely no shame. Use it like if you need it, like it'll it will make the sex better. So I don't That's know why you wouldn't. For, yeah. But my thing is the only time I would say I ever need lube is like like sometimes I'm a little drier when I'm first hooking up with somebody like ever like the first time because I'm just like nervous or whatever yeah. and I'll feel as comfortable and I think that's a time when I would need lube but I feel awkward on imagine like first hookup if you have the confidence for that more fucking power to you but for me I feel like I 
would not just be like, can I reach into the drawer and grab this lube? So I just suck it up and am on the dryer side. And then as I progress into hooking up with somebody where I'd be comfortable enough to ask for lube, I won't need it. So yeah. that's my... I get what you're saying. Um, I think also for me... I'm, like, allergic to so much random stuff. I'd be so afraid I'd be allergic to it, and I'd have, like, a really not fun situation down there to where I I just don't think it's worth the risk for me personally. (laughs) Your vagina's just on fire. Yeah, like, that's very frightening to me as a whole, and I just wouldn't try it. But if you, like you are dry like don't have uncomfortable like dry sex you should try looking shit up and finding the right yeah that's like a thing that people actually are on the drier side and use lube i I would i mean having painful sex sounds horrible to me so i feel like that's the best solution do you want to talk about virginities yeah we can talk about virginity we talked about it the one time we talked about it, we cut it out. But I think we talked about nope, it again. we also didn't put that episode out. We didn't? No, okay. It was, the, it was the episode where I was like, I don't want to put an episode out this week. That, that was not funny. It sucked. And we didn't talk about it. Okay. Yeah. We can talk about virginity. Um, how'd you lose yours? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we got a lot of questions just in general about like our stories of losing it and like regrets about losing all those kinds of things. So I'm just going to kind of sum it up. I lost my virginity when I was 17 and I wasn't dating anybody. Like, all my friends that had low-key all lost theirs already, which, looking back, I'm like, I don't think that anyone should have been having sex that way, but, like, whatever. Um, but I was just like, I really liked this guy. I, like, I liked him for, like, literally years, and he was the biggest fucking douchebag, like, hindsight's twenty twenty, And, like, he would give me the bare fucking minimum just to, like, keep me around. And, like, one, like my parents were out of town, like, one weekend, and I was like, oh, like, you can come over. And, like, it was Valentine's Day. Like, we weren't like talking at all but it just happened to be that day of the year and we had sex and like i didn't even i like trauma blocked it out because it wasn't a good experience by any means and he was like an absolute asshole afterwards and i fully regretted it and wish i wouldn't have done it but then i was like oh whatever and i got it i was like i got it over with but like looking back i was like it caused me some shit by just trying to get over get get it over with that makes sense yeah i feel like a lot of people just do that where they just do it to get it over with i did the same i was a 19 i think i was 19 and i was like i cannot turn 20 years old and i can't hit like i can't be out of my teenage years and not have lost my virginity that's a bad way to think there's nothing wrong with being 20 years old and a virgin but i just simply couldn't handle it so i was visiting my friend at the university of alabama and I I literally went out with the intention. I was like at the bar and I was like, I am going to have sex with someone. I don't know who, but I will. We're at the bar and my friend's uh, boyfriend played on the hockey team. So she had he or he had brought all of his teammates and this guy, he was like, he was like a super 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 senior i'm telling you this man was probably like 25 or 26 like i don't know what the fuck you were doing still in college it was like because a lot of hockey players will do that you know yeah i don't even know so he was old as fuck and he was vibing with me and i have no idea why i'm not i know people are like oh don't speak to yourself badly i think i I'm like pretty decent looking now. I was actually fugly then. I had dyed my hair brown. I was, I was really unfortunate looking. And for some reason we were vibing. And he ends up bringing me back to his apartment. I did not tell him I was a virgin. We end up having horrible sex. It was so bad. And not even just because of me and me being a virgin. Like looking back, I'm like, that was objectively bad on his part. Like he was just bad at sex. I'm so sorry if he sees this. We still follow each other on Instagram. Anyway, uh, and so then I am 
laying there in his bed after we have sex and he's like okay you want to spend the night I'm like no I actually need to leave I was like I want to go back to stay with my friend I can't be here so it wasn't that far I was just gonna walk that was that was a really poor choice on my part to even want to walk it's very unsafe at night in that area specifically where they lived but it was like only a five minute walk so he's like I'll drive you he had not been drinking he was fine to drive me but he drove me and he drives into the apartment complex and there's like a gate code to get in so I can go to my friend's apartment. He's like, I, a lot of my friends live here. I'm pretty sure the gate code is like two, 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 two. And I literally look at this man. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Why the fuck would the gate code be two, 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 two. And I'm like, you're so fucking stupid. I literally said all that to his face. And then I get out of the car. I go, the, the, the gate is 10 feet tall. I scale this gate in my fucking mini skirt. My vagina Wait, is coming out. Did you even try to use the code? No. I wouldn't let him. <laughs> I'm like being such a cunt. Won't let him use the code. I scale the gate. I fall over it. My, like, literally imagine this man just watching me like my vagina is just like owl. I'm like look disgusting. Makeup is down my face. Whatever. I go to my friend's apartment door and it's locked. I can't get in because it's like the stairwell, whatever. I'm calling her calling her she won't answer her phone this man's just still sitting in his car watching this all unfold and i start just under her balcony she lives on like the fifth floor i'm screaming i'm like Delaney, get the fuck out here finally her dog wakes up it comes out on the balcony and she's like oh my god she runs down she opens the door for me and i'm like oh thank god and then i'm like that man was such a fucking idiot he thought your gate code was 2222 and then he's like it is i'm like oh and i'm like i could have avoided a lot of that unfortunate whatever uh and then yeah i never talked to him again never would want to like oh he gives me the ick but i was glad to have gotten it over with and it didn't cause me any trauma i was actually just glad because i feel like it gave me the confidence boost to not feel like oh i'm a virgin so then the next people that i was hooking up with i didn't feel like oh they're taking my virginity and it felt like less pressure but i definitely don't recommend yeah, I think you have to do what's best for you. Yeah. But like, like me personally, looking back, I was like, I wish I would have not gone that route with that specific person. Like, getting it over with wasn't my issue. It was getting it over with giving. It was getting it over with with that person that bothered me. Okay, you were also a little bit younger too, but yeah, um, yeah, it was just like stupid. Um, did you tell the guy you were a virgin? No, absolutely. That's not. another question we got a lot. Was like, if you should tell the guy that you were a virgin. I think if you plan on having any form of a relationship with them at all, even if it's just a situation ship, if you could plan on continuing to talk to them, then I probably would. But I think if you're doing just kind of a, we just met, I'm getting it over with, with you situation. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like if you're ever going to have any amount of communication with them again, you got to tell them. Did, did you tell yours? Well, yeah, he knew. Oh, he okay. He's, he said the fucking shittiest thing to me afterwards. So he was like, he had had sex with a few other girls that I, from a different school that I knew of. And I'd also taken two other people's virginities. Like this girl I dated and then this other girl I knew from a random school that he hooked up with one time. And he was like, oh, this is so horrible. Like, I hate, like, <laughs> it just, like, brings me back to the trauma. Like, we literally finished having sex. He's like, I don't remember how it came about, but he was like, yeah, they call me the virginity taker. <laughs> and I was like, I hated that so much. And I was like, I just, I felt so like gross afterwards. Yeah. Um, but like you move on, you get over it. Um, that leads me to the next question was, do you ever feel like bad or guilty after like having sex with someone? 
or have you ever? The guy that I really, from the last episode that I really didn't want to have sex with, I did. But no, not really. I usually, I don't care that much because I don't put that much value into it. If it's just a hookup and I know that. Yeah, no, I I agree. I feel like for a short period of time when I did have like an unhealthy relationship with sex and I was having sex for validation, not because I was just horny, I would like feel like, oh, like that wasn't great. It didn't make fulfill me in the way I wanted to be fulfilled afterwards. Um, but that's like when I realized that I was having sex for validation and not because like I just like wanted to have sex. So once I fixed that like internal thing, it kind of got rid of the feeling bad after so. Yeah. If you're feeling bad afterwards, you might have some other shit going on. You might want to unpack. Yeah. Um, vibrators. What about them? Just in general, like a lot of questions about like, you like them, you don't like them. I, this is what's funny is I, I was never really a vibrator person. I don't even know. And then you put me on cause you're a big vibrator girl. And then like for a little bit, I guess I dabbled, but then I got in a relationship and I, I never touched one again because I, I don't know. I mean, you still do, but I'm not. Well, I don't any. Well, it's before we lived together. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't now because like, he's okay. here every night. But like, if he, would, if he was like gone for a night, I'd be like, I'm fucking horny. Like, I'm a very horny person. <laughs> it's actually, no. it's, it's actually sickening. I don't, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I guess I just, I don't know, because I, I was with my ex almost every day I never needed to use one but I guess now I realize it's been a month since we broke up and I'm like oh I haven't had sex with anybody obviously I'm and I I honestly have been in a bad mental state where that wasn't even at the forefront of my mind but I'm like maybe I guess I need to get back into the vibrator game yeah I mean I have a lot of recommendations we'll link them on the Instagram story there's some really great ones out there I put so many of my friends on the vibrators I swear to god but I think it's also because for me like when I was having more casual sex in the past i wanted to be understand to be under be able to understand how i could come and like what made me come mm-hmm. and i feel like i learned that through using vibrator all the time and like the more i did it the more i understood like what my vibe was and like what i liked and didn't like okay so that's my piece for it um i have a question do you because i just recently learned that i'm able to come from penetrative sex are you I only have ever once ever. Okay. This was not like a consistent thing for me. Like I have to like be like fingered or have head to come. <laughs> this is our digital footprint is so funny. <laughs> um, I'm like imagining me go back, going back to a corporate <laughs> job and like they're interviewing me and like looking this just up. Just pulling up this clip. No, I did not think it was possible for me to come from actual just like literal sex ever. Um, and then I'm not kidding. One day with, my ex I was having sex with him and I thought he was really mad at me because I had like fallen asleep at surf lodge in Montauk I was so embarrassed I was like oh my god he hates me I like woke him up in the middle of the night and I was like are you mad at me he's like no I'm not the next morning we had sex and I was just so relieved that he wasn't mad at me that I feel like maybe I was just more comfortable I don't know but all of a sudden I'm just like oh my god wait what the fuck and I like had an orgasm I was like whoa i was like i didn't know i could do that but then every other time after we had sex i was like oh my god like i can do this and it's absolutely no offense to anybody any man i'm having sex with but it's like they can't if i'm having sex with a guy they can't make me come from just sex i can just do it 
like while having sex. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying. Like it's it's because of me. It's like yeah. if I'm on top and it's I'm not the doing man. It. It's, it's not, not the man. man. Um, another question that we got was like, how do you know you're um, having an orgasm? I think it like you just how would you not know? Like if you think you're if you have to think is this is this what this is? It's probably not. Yeah, you'd know. You'd know. Yeah, I can't I can't even explain what it is. You just know. Yeah. So like look into that. Like spend some time with yourself. <laughs> Get the vibrator that's linked on our Instagram. Someone also asked if you go through phases of not being horny. Um I'm always the same amount of horny 24/7. Only time I will not be is if I'm on a new medication and that was fucking hell for me. I wanted to actually unalive myself because I value having an orgasm so yeah, much. Yeah, I hated you for the 10 days you were I on was that. a miserable human being because like, I just, like, I need that to, like, be a pleasant person. Like, I'm so serious. Okay. Um, But, like, otherwise, I feel like I'm always at the same level of horniness unless, like, some, like, really bad shit happens where I'm, like, also, like, depressed and I'm, like, I don't want to have sex. Yeah. I feel like when I was in a relationship, I was always at the same level, but now that I'm not, I don't know, I just, like, forget that it exists almost. But then yeah. I'll discover it and I'm, like, oh, I can't explain. Yeah. It's I get what just, you're saying. Yeah. Well, this is a segue. Okay. Into, from sex into friendship. Uh, is Do you think there's a circumstance which in which it's okay to hook up with your friend's, like, situationship, ex hookup, whatever? In a small town. Yeah. I think because of, obviously, everything that happened, people might be surprised by my answer but like or i don't even know but i think that it's fine to just it's so circumstantial everything is there's so much you need context to say whether or not it's okay because i have had my fair share of like being in a guy friend group and you know me and my other my best friend are talking to two guys in the guy friend group and then we both decide not for us whatever and then we like literally have swapped and it's it's because no one cares and not Anybody in that gives a fuck, if that makes sense. I think the only things that matter is if is the amount of time something was and the level of seriousness, mm-hmm. how close of friends you are. If the other person found out, would they be upset? Yeah. And if the roles were reversed, would you be upset? If, like, you were in their shoes. Yeah. And... Is it just because you want to hook up with them or is it like you think that's like your person? I think it's also like could be important context. And are you in a small town? A small town, I honestly think there's no fucking rules in a small town <laughs> because like there's no other fucking options. Okay. I'm so serious. But if you're like a, a big popular place, like, yeah, you probably find someone else. I don't know. I think if it's just if your friend was hooking up with somebody, they're done. They're never getting back together and they never had feelings for each other and then your friend's okay with it and you hook up with them or they don't care that's all great I think I personally just get weirded out when I know there was feelings involved I cannot even get myself to like somebody it's it doesn't matter even if it's somebody I'm not close with if I know they were heavily dating somebody I I can't be like oh like because I can only think of them like oh that's their ex that was they were with them you know um, so I don't know. It's just really circumstantial, I think. Yeah. I think the level of seriousness of like how long it was like yeah. is important. How long it's been since then. Yeah. What would you do if you didn't like your friend's boyfriend? 
I've had situations where this has been a thing. I think it just depends on the person because there's some friends I've had where I, I hate their boyfriend, but I know there is nothing I can say or do that's going to make them break up. For the most part, I think you really have to let your friend ride it out. Your friend has to learn the lessons themselves and they have to come to the conclusion that their boyfriend is a piece of shit on their own. And they might not ever come to that conclusion also. And that's something you have to accept. And I've had friends where I had to accept that and I had to back away from them because I, you, you, no matter how much, honestly, all you're going to do is just push your friend away from you. If you say, Oh, I hate your boyfriend. I hate your boyfriend. You have to let them learn their lessons on their own. I think I fully agree with what you're saying. I think also like as long as your friend isn't in a bad situation where it's like abusive in honestly any way, shape or form, or it's like, it's like super unhealthy. Like there's like, there's no reason for you to be that involved and like that and like really express your opinions that much because like, like you said, if you express your opinions too much, your friend's just not going to tell you shit. Then if it does go away where it turns into something super unhealthy, they're not going to tell you because you already hate them. Yeah, I would I would have a little bit of an issue like I was I had a friend who was it was the most toxic classic breaking up fighting. It was just it got to a point where I was like, I need to make new friends because I simply couldn't handle being around her because it was every night out was ruined because it was like we'd go out and it'd be fun. And then he'd be texting her being like, you stupid fucking bitch. And she would be like crying and then leaving. And it's like every night I was going out with her, I was like, this is horrible. We're not having any fun because you're just so obsessed with this. And as much as I would tell her, like, I think, yeah, you guys should be done. Probably that's probably not great. She couldn't let it go, and I had to let her ride that out herself. So I think sometimes you just have to accept that's... Yeah, at the end of the day, like, you saying things to someone who's, like, in it, they're never going to see it. It's irrelevant information until they see it themselves. Like, that's all, that's all it takes. Yeah. Um, What to do if your friends talk badly about you and how to approach it? I think it depends on what they were saying, how you found out, all of that. Because truthfully, I expect most people not, I don't know how to word this, to talk a little shit about me. And I'm not necessarily that offended if I'm like, yeah, that's true. And like, would they maybe say that to my face if, like, would they want to say it to my face? No. But if I found out, would they be able to have some explanation around it? And would I be able to be like, okay. I'm not that offended by it. it. Maybe I'm annoyed. Maybe I'm upset by it. But at the end of the day, I know I can be annoying from time to time. And I know that people probably have valid things to complain about me. But if I heard that, if I heard that you were like, just being like, she's fucking ugly. Why, why would any guys even like her or something bad where it's like, you, what the fuck are you going to say to my face about that? Then I get, I would probably end a friendship over that but i wouldn't over if i I, i'm sure you say things to kevin all the time all day long and it's like i know if i hurt would you say those to me just 24 7 no you're just going to complain about them behind my back obviously as you should but if i overheard it could you explain it to my face yeah and would i be fine with it yeah yeah i agree i think there's a difference i think there's a difference between venting and talking shit yeah and i think talking shit's like there's an intent behind it to be a, like to be an asshole and to be a bitch, and I, and I think talking shits things that you wouldn't say to someone's face if it came up and you were confronted with it. Yeah, I think venting. It's like, oh yeah, I 
I express that I have some frustrations that you don't follow through with some things you're going to do sometimes. Yeah. I may, I may bitch about it, but I would also like talk to you about it. But I don't need to vent to you about it because it's not like a thing. Yeah. You know, but I think if someone has an intent where it would hurt your feelings, they, if they if they know that if you found out you'd be hurt by it, and they said it anyway, that's different. Yeah. And I think it depends on who they were saying it to also. If they were just going around saying it to people where it's easy to get back to you, that's fucked up. But if you, like, go through your friend's phone and see, I don't know, like, it's not okay. Because yeah, but... if you're confiding in someone and, like, you're venting about it, it's yeah. like you, were, you never had an intent because they weren't going to see it. Depends on, like, who you're talking to it about also. Like, if you're in a friend group and you're talking about someone to other people in the friend group with, like, not the best intent and, like, it's just being bitchy, that's that's different. Yeah. I think it so to the person who asked. I think it depends on how you found out. <laughs> Were you supposed to find out, or did someone tell you? Did you go through something like that's different? Um, yeah. But also, like, ask them and see what their response is, because like, their response could be very telling if you should be, friend- be friends with them or not. Yeah, agree. Okay, this is what we got a lot, and I feel like I guess everyone just has this friend, one upper friendships, like a friend who can't be happy for you. They just have to like rain on your fucking parade and like make it about them. Ugh. You go. I don't know. You never had a one-upper friend. I have. I. I just. Uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I think for a long time I used to accept those friendships because I'm just like, oh, like that's just like how life is. I, I feel like I grew up with a lot of one-upper type friendships, and I didn't really know anything different until I had a friend who was like, oh my god, like congratulations, that's so exciting, and it was left at that. Versus like, oh my god, well I did this, yeah. and until I recognize the difference and i had a friend who wasn't a one-upper i don't think i recognized what how my previous friendships had been i don't even know i mean i feel like i've had more experience with not as much one-uppers but not happy for your success jealous i mean one-upper friends are jealous at the end of the day that's why they're one-upping you same category but there's differences to it but like i don't know if i wouldn't have a friend because sometimes it'd be like i had a friendship where they necessarily couldn't top what i was if i had some great accomplishment they weren't even able to top it because they really didn't have anything to say so it would be like just trying to tear me down and i would never understand that because I could, I, on the flip side, when they had something good happen to them, I was so happy for them. And I was, oh my God, that's amazing. And th- I would let them have that. So, and then when it came to me, I felt embarrassed to even share anything good that happened in my life because I knew that it wouldn't make them happy. And that's, you have to realize that not a friend that you want to have is somebody that wouldn't be happy for your happiness. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think it's, it's hard too, because like, for me, I always, like, want to see like, people's, like, best intentions and I'll make excuses for them. But I'm, like, at the end of the day, like, if I don't feel good and they make me feel feel worse when I – if I go into it excited and I walk out feeling, like, less full, that's not a person I want in my life. And I feel like I for- forgot. Like, I didn't realize or I didn't wasn't aware or like, I forgot. I don't know how to explain it. But as an adult, you get to choose who you're friends with. I feel like as a kid, like you're going to be friends with whoever your parents put you around or like you don't really have as much of a say or like it's not as easy to like walk away from a friendship. Like as an adult, like if I don't feel like good about this friendship, I can leave. Yeah. I mean, especially obviously in high school, even if you have that thought, oh, I can leave. It's like you still go to school with them. You see them every day. You have to interact with them. So it's really hard. But yeah, as an adult, 
you don't really have to interact yeah, with it, probably. I think the more freedom you has, have as you get older, you realize, oh, I actually don't have to deal with this, but I forgot about that because I was so used to just dealing with it because of my circumstances prior. Yeah. Um, but surround yourself with people that make you feel good. Like, I was telling Hallie the other day, like, when you're on the phone, like, I've never had a friend who has been so, like, excited when things happen. Yeah. I agree. I will say I still know we would both be like this either way, but it also does help to be in a similar position of life as your friend. It's not to say by any means that, uh, oh, don't be friends with people who have less money than you or something. I'm, that's not what I'm saying at all, because at the end of the day, a person sh- should still be able to be happy for you no matter what. But it definitely does make it hard or it, it, it makes it harder when there is room for jealousy, if that makes sense. I mean, there still is for us, too. I could be jealous of things that you get or the I fact that you're in a relationship and didn't get broken up with. Uh, but I'm not. I still really am happy for you. And so, I don't know. But it does help to be in a similar position. Of life. I would say it helps being in a similar position. But also, like, when people find things out and you're not in a similar position, like, it just takes effort to, like, make sure you're happy and giving a good response back. And I think if you find yourself in a position where you're on the flip side where you are like uh I'm not really happy for my friend you need to recognize that and walk out of their life because I've also had situations where I wasn't jealous and I was not one-upping them but my friend would when I was in a really low place in my life my friend would get something and I was like I'm not really serving them by being their friend because while this person was just completely rubbing shit in my face and like trying to make me feel bad and it was on them as well. I was also like, I I am having these feelings of jealousy and I had to end a friendship for that reason because I didn't, like, she always made me feel bad and I don't think I was really serving her either because I wasn't making her feel the best because I wasn't necessarily that happy for some of her wins. And that's, you have to recognize that and walk out as well. Yeah, I agree. It's also like how you're presenting your wins. If it's like conversation based or like you're just trying to like, or you're trying to rub it in. Like, how is the person presenting it to you? Yeah. What, I, okay, this is this is interesting. But what would you do if your boyfriend hated your friends? Like, the opposite. Yeah. Um, I think if you... I think you have to recognize if your friends have been in your life for a long time and you know that they're good people and you've never had an issue with them and then you get this significant other that comes into your life and almost tries to flip your view on that your friends aren't the problem he is i agree speaking of friends being in your life for a long time what do you think about long-term friendships that are toxic like do you think you should like leave them obviously no but because i'm not i mean i agree with you but like we got a lot of questions saying like oh it's like hard because we've been friends for so long like they were so good back then but now they're this yeah people change i think you can at least distance yourself it maybe you don't have to completely end a friendship if you have had somebody in your life for such a long time but if you recognize that they are toxic i would at least create some space yeah, no, I agree. I also think like people are meant to be in your life for a season, not for a whole year. Yeah, sometimes. Like not everybody's meant to be there forever, and that's so okay. Yeah. Because people grow and they evolve and they change. And like you may have aligned at one point, you may not align anymore. And that's yeah. like super normal. Let's get into dating. Okay. I have some things on this. Okay, you want to start? Sure. Well, <laughs> I was just I don't know your thoughts on this. Let me know, but I was thinking about this and 
I've realized that a lot of situationships, dating, whatever I've had in my life, I have had things end very tumultuous, tumultuously. Is that, I can't speak that word, whatever. I don't even know what that word is. It's like, like poorly. Why did you just say poorly? Because I was trying to be like smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had things end kind of bad with a good amount of even if I think that they're gonna end well and I did nothing wrong they still sometimes end poorly and I'm almost glad for that in a lot of ways because I know myself and I would go back to a lot of bad situations in my life like because it it was easy if it obviously makes fucking sense I'm supposed to make sense sorry I would obviously go back to a lot of situations. And so I am almost subconsciously grateful to have things end really poorly with people, friendships, exes, situationships, all of it, because it's, it's like so bad that there's no reconciling that. And I can't try to dive back into some toxic situation that would still end up ending badly anyway. Does that I fully get what you're saying because I feel like for me, I I either end things on really good terms or really bad terms. There's no in between. And the things that I've ended on really good terms tend to really um, take a long time before they fully end on bad terms. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, what's, what's that word? Uh, not word. Drag on. Like, I, I linger. Know linger. Yeah, that's the word. Sorry. Because I, I want to be able to clip something. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I will let things linger longer than they deserve to linger because they end on good terms and I'll go back to it and then I'll just go back and forth forever like for no reason because there wasn't a bad ending. I agree. I can't have I'm glad when things don't end on good terms because I if I ended on great terms I'd be like oh but we ended on good terms so why can't we just get back together why can't we start this up again like obviously as much as my whole situation that I had in the past month fucking sucked. I and I still am not great about it. I I am almost a little bit glad subconsciously because I am like I there's no fixing that. There's no going back to that. And if we had just stayed on the good term ending, I truly would have probably once a month been like, "Hey," like reaching back out and just being toxic I think, to myself. I think things almost start off as toxic because they didn't end badly like i feel like things ending good almost leads to a toxic situation down the line because it should have ended like ended ended at the beginning agree agree um we've dabbled on this before but like i'm curious about your perspective now on what do you think about if he wanted to he would Like, yes, ultimately, <laughs> it, ultimately, if he wanted to, he would. If a guy really wants to be with you, he'll make the effort. He'll make the plans. I, I, yeah, guys can be shy. Guys can be whatever. But it, it, it's like a guy's not leaving you undelivered for five days and then being like, sorry, he was asleep. If he really wanted to, that's a very clear sign. And I've always, I've always known that and I've always felt that. I'm, yeah. 
I thought you were going to say something else. Like, what's when it's kind of like, I don't know. I just didn't want to interrupt you. No, that's it. I, I, that's what I'll say for now. Okay. What about you? I feel like I've always been the one to be like, uh, I don't know. Like, Yeah, you'll make the excuses. Make excuses for men. And I'm not, like, t- taking back my stance from prior things, I guess. But, like, I do think if he wanted to, he would to a certain extent. Once you give the communication, if you say what you need and then he doesn't do it, that's a choice. Like, if he wanted to, he would then. But, like, if in some situations, some circumstances, if he, if he doesn't know, of like, you haven't made it clear that I need this. And then you're just expecting him to read your mind and know, then, like, maybe he wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think it's obviously there's levels to it. Yeah, I'm but... just saying, I think that's where my stance before of being like, oh, I don't really know. Was because like I feel like if you don't communicate it, like how would he know? Yeah. Like, but if you communicate something, and then it's a choice not to do it after that. I this is my problem though, because in the past, in more recent past, I have made a lot of excuses for people and been like, like ultimately known something they were doing was not good, but I would be like, oh, but this this and i feel like we give men so many excuses and we're oh he's immature he's this i cannot stand that and it is so crazy that women are expected to be so just perfect all around and it's like a guy does the bare fucking minimum and we're applauding him for it and it really is insane that we let men we're always like oh but he's an immature boy i'm sorry no like that's not how life works i'm the same age as you like that's not how that works yeah i think men get a lot more grace than women oh so much grace it's real. it's really crazy because they set the bar so fucking low that like when someone goes above the bar or even at the bar like oh my god when i know a woman it has to exceed the bar 15 times over and it's still kind of not good enough yeah no i get it what do you think about, like, a significant other following, like, Instagram models or, like, any kind of interesting accounts on Instagram or liking pictures? I think I don't really give a fuck at the end of the day, but I do find it odd if I was dating somebody and they were following Summer Ray and 50 accounts like that and liking all the photos. It's just, what is the reason? If there's one girl that he's just oh obsessed with because like for me i love pete davidson i don't even know if he has, i don't think he has instagram but like right i would still like pete davidson's instagram photos no matter if i was in a relationship or not because it's just a fucking whatever but and so if there was one person maybe and it was he was liking her photos i really don't know if i would give that much of a shit but i think if it's just a bunch of instagram models that are just posting in bikinis all the time what's the reason that's honestly just embarrassing for like the guy it's giving desperate yeah, no, I agree. My first thing is like, you look at Instagram normally, like in public. I feel like, like, con- like, it's so, like if you're on the subway and like you're opening your Instagram and just a bunch of ass pics. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, like I just don't understand like the reasoning of why that's necessary. I was like, you don't have any chance with you don't have, you have zero chance with any of these girls. Like, why? And I just think it's unnecessary. Yeah, I think there's girls that I I think take it too far with that. Where they're like, oh my god, and it's like your boyfriend is great and loyal and amazing, and it's like you you see he liked one photo once. I don't. I'm not bothered. I would never be bothered by like celebrities, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. 
if you're liking like people that you know is like pictures like that like that have like you've been with in the past i'm i'd be bothered by that by that yeah i one time i was scrolling and i ended up seeing that my friend's um boyfriend was liking this girl who they went to college with photos and i was just like that's really weird like she's in a bikini every time and she looks amazing pop the fuck off sis but i'm like let me clarify i don't mean regular pictures i mean when someone is consistently liking like bikini photos from someone they've been with in the past just to clarify yeah and i was just like this is really weird but i don't know it's circumstantial it is and i don't think it's the end of the world but i also think there's levels to it i think there's no reason to do it but if they if they do like whatever i guess my thing is if you bring it up and say that it bothers you and they try to gaslight you like well i'll just delete instagram or some bullshit like that that's a red flag get rid of them yeah agree agree i feel like that's like i always see videos about that like well, it's just Instagram. All fine. All I'm following. I'll just delete the whole app. Okay, there's some deeper shit there, and like that's probably not it. Yeah, like literally. What do you think about no contact? I, that's my entire for you page right now, and I'm like, I don't know. I think that if you do no contact, there was a reason you needed to take it that far. To to agree to do no contact, like if you'd be like, bet, like we are not talking. There is a reason you had to not talk. I think it's almost odd to establish we are doing no contact. I think you both have to acknowledge that it's toxic in order to get to that point. Because that was the number one question I got when I first announced my breakup was, are you doing no contact? And I was like, that's not even something we discussed. It's not like I was like, do not contact me and I will not contact you. I I think it was just a given like and it's like, and people were like, oh, are you guys doing no contact? I'm like, he is. I <laughs> I didn't want to, but um, I don't know. I, I think it's, <coughs> it's not something I think in most situations you necessarily need to establish. I think it's just kind of a given. Yeah, I, I agree that it's given. I'm saying if you have to go as far to make it a thing that that's probably a red flag in itself that you should probably never speak again. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I always see people making videos, like, or in our, even, like, in our group, group me being like, I broke no contact. And I'm like, at that point, block the fucking number. Don't ever see them ever again. Yeah, agree. Because, like, it goes back to, like, if you end on good terms, it's going to end really bad. So if you are ending on, like, no contact, like, it's probably only going to get worse. Yeah, agree. I'm also like, why do you want to talk to people that, like, you had to go to no contact with. I get why. Let me clarify. <laughs> I get why, but that why is toxic. No, I was only to clarify. I, I want not with you. I'm saying in general. I know, but I want to. I want to clear up. I was just obviously like blindsided my, by my breakup, and so then it was just. It, I mean, imagine going from one day being perfectly fine to the next never speaking again that was a hard adjustment for me so in the first week I did just want to reach out and whatever obviously now we are for sure no contact and we'll never speak again but um it wasn't something we established it was just a given yeah um a lot of people had dropped some questions saying how do I make this guy like me or how to make a guy like me I don't think you can make anybody like you. No. You can make me like anybody. I see those videos. I have to just scroll past. I'm like, shut the fuck up on my For You page all the time. It's like, here's what you can do to make a guy. 
no that's not none of these games none of these anything are true it's so ridiculous to me that people have whole like pro no offense but like profiles just every video is like top three things to say to a guy to make him fall in love with you and you're like literally shut the fuck up there's nothing you could say to make someone fall in love with you or not fall in love with you it's going to happen or it's not just naturally I think there's no, like, as much as, like, we're, I was like, we're not, let me be clear, we're not giving advice in this episode, we are sharing our opinions based off what you guys ask for. Just our thoughts, not saying it's right or wrong, just opinions. But, I think there are zero rules to dating. No, zero. Whatever works for two people will work for two people. Like, whatever works for me would not work for you. And, like, so on and so forth. Like, you just gotta... Whatever's meant to be will be. Yeah, I think you see a lot of these kind of just typical things people do in dating that everyone kind of conforms to. And then you feel like you have to do that. And sometimes maybe that's not going to work for you. And then you feel like you're off track on this imaginary relationship timeline. And that's honestly the biggest mindfuck because I let that play into my relationship as well. And it, it's it. none of that shit is real. None of that shit matters you can't make somebody like you. There's no magic thing you can text him to make him jealous or whatever. That's all fucking stupid. Yeah. I think like, for example, like I love to FaceTime. I have FaceTimed plenty of guys that I've dated or talked to. And some of them stopped talking to me after, which guess what? They didn't like me that much or wouldn't have mattered. I had met Kevin one time before I FaceTimed him probably 30 times when I was drinking. And like he said in the episode that we did with him, he's like, I thought it was sweet that you thought of me when you were drinking. Yeah. Like, and like, I wasn't willing to change that for anyone I dated, whether it was like, and you know, all the rules were like, don't do that. Well, it's who I am. So whoever I'm with is going to have to be okay with it. Agree. It's also like, okay, let's say you can put on this fucking facade and trick a guy into liking you. What are you going to do that your entire life? He's going to see the real you at some point. Might as well show it to him early on so you can avoid a whole fucking heartbreak. And then not just that, but like, it's going to give you anxiety, like, remembering, like, who you're supposed to try to be or, like, following these rules. And, like, oh, I don't want to let this part of me out. But that's who you fucking are. You don't want to be with someone who doesn't like who you are. I think also it's easy for us to say because I'm not trying to be like, we're the realest bitches ever, but we can't be fake if we try. No. I'm just so. If authentic. I want to text you, I will text you. If I want to call you, I will call you. I, drinking involved or not doesn't matter i'm gonna do whatever i want to do because it's who i am yeah i think we're both just so unfortunately authentically ourselves sometimes where it's and i want to be clear i wasn't always my authentic self but like whenever i wasn't i felt even worse than when i just wasn't when i was myself and was rejected i was like oh whatever like at least they saw me and it wasn't good it didn't work whatever when i wasn't authentically myself and it didn't work out i was like well what maybe if i was like actually this it made me more stressed and more anxious. Like I was never like that when I was actually being who I was. That's a good point. Yeah. That also ties into the other question that we got about mixed signals and like how to not be confused. <laughs> if you're not, if you're confused. Yeah. If you feel like shit or anxious or like whatever, it's probably not it. And you may not want to admit that. And I've had times where I haven't wanted to admit that. And then you get out of it like, oh, damn, like that actually was so not it. Yeah, I think I've always been pretty clear on 
mixed signals meaning no i like serena kerrigan always says if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no and i really have had that mindset my whole life i have i will say when there becomes levels of manipulation and gaslighting and feeding your delusions and whatever on a man's part then it can become hard because you even though maybe you see it for what it is he's like no no no, it's not and then it gets confusing but i will say like especially at the beginning of dating I very much take it like if you're not consistently following up with me, if you're not consistently asking to see me, I know okay, it's not going anywhere and I don't even care to put in effort because I truly don't have the capacity in my brain for something that I have to fight for and that's toxic and all of that. Yeah. I don't like to not feel good. And if it's not making me feel good, like I might do it to like for a little bit, but like I'll recognize like when I've had enough. I think it just goes back to like being self-aware. Um. Which actually, what you just said ties into like us like being authentically ourselves. Um, we got a lot of questions about how to be confident. Yeah, I get that all the time, and I I don't know even how to put it because I just have never given a fuck. Honestly, maybe it sounds bad. I've always viewed myself as like above a lot of people, and it's, so it's like I just never cared. I'm like, why would I care? Like when I was in high school. I was like, I know that I'm going to go off to New York City and do all of these things. And it's that doesn't mean I'm above people. I want to make that very clear because that sounded really bad what I said. But it's like I was like, I know this is what I want to do. I know I want to go into fashion. So why would I sit here and let people who are wearing their Lululemon every day, which absolutely nothing wrong. I love Lululemon. But it's like, why would I let them have like a say on what I want to wear and honestly I should have because my outfits were really fucking fugly but I just never gave a fuck I was just like I don't care why it's like why would a lion concern himself with the opinions of sheep that's like honestly a level of confidence that I had where sometimes I should have taken it down a notch for sure and I've been humbled severely throughout my life to do so but I just want to clarify though because I feel like that made me sound really cocky there's definitely a difference between cocky and confident um but I don't know. I've just never really cared. I've, again, been humbled throughout my life. I started very, very way up here where I did I did think I was probably better than people. I've now brought it back to a level of self-awareness where I'm like, yeah, I'm not better than anybody. But, and especially, which is funny because I'm at a point in my life where almost I feel like you could view me with a million followers as thinking I'm better than people. But I actually really don't at all. I'm a normal fucking person. And I... um. I don't know. Now I can kind of see life for what it is, if that makes sense. But I don't know. I just don't I don't care for the most part. I care more now than I ever have when you have millions of people commenting on your life. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you've always been a very, very confident person. I feel like people like I feel like. (coughs) Sorry. I feel like you've always been very confident but I don't feel like it's like when I before I met you, I was like, oh, like this is like a like an internet thing. I'm like, nope, she's actually just like this, which is great because I think for me, I have not been like that. I'm confident in certain things, but overall, I wouldn't say my confidence is, was was very high. And I think not to gas you up, but surrounding yourself with people who are confident and not insecure helps you not be as insecure. I think a lot of my the areas where I lacked confidence prior in life, a lot of it had to do with people I was surrounding myself with who put their insecurities onto me 
or it didn't make me feel good about myself, or like it was like one uppers people who would like not get excited for me, or they would like low key shit on me because like they had their own shit, and I think that I made a lot of excuses for like them doing it because I was like, oh, I get why they're being like that, but that doesn't make it okay. Um, so when I started having friends and people in my life who were confident and liked themselves and were and also liked me and weren't assholes, I felt more confident. Yeah. I think that's a great point and I completely agree with that because I have again like I've I feel like I'm my most confident self now but it's the, it's the pause of silence where I'm like oh god like wait like what was I gonna say um I will also say people probably question no confidence except a lot of plastic surgery I obviously have a lot done but that didn't necessarily help with like my, my confidence overall I'm just like happier because I wanted these things like, yeah. like, do I feel more confident with certain, like, having my arms out, for example, because I didn't like my arms before, but I'm not saying, like, plastic surgery is, like, the answer to things. That's just, like, what I wanted to do. But a lot of, I didn't get most of my plastic surgery done until I had fixed my internal insecurities. I had a lot of, like, baggage and, like, serious insecurities from, like, my my daddy issues, my mommy issues, like my, just my life issues. And until I worked through them in therapy, I didn't like anything. Yeah. And I feel like once I worked through that shit, I felt more confident and it made me like want to adjust other things also. But like my biggest insecurities stemmed from people I was surrounding myself with, my undealt with issues. And that's basically that. Yeah. I feel like, I have always been cripplingly self-aware now more so than ever. And I think going off of like looks confidence, which it's actually funny because I have just never, ever gotten confidence through the way I looked. And I don't, that's not like, I'm not like coming at you being like, Oh, like I don't mean it like that. Cause I was actually, there's a point in my life. I was extremely fugly. Yeah. I was still had confidence 10 out of 10 when it's like, girl, you didn't even, yeah, you I, shouldn't. I'm have. not saying it's like for the looks. I, I, those were just, those were add on benefits. No, to, I know. To be clear. I know. I know. I, I know, you know, I just want to clarify for like for the audience. Yeah. But it's funny. Cause like I look the best I've ever looked in my entire life now. And I still am like, like it, it almost made me more confident. Cause I realized that no matter how you look, it, it, it really it, it, it's stupid because people say this and you're like shut the fuck up like obviously I want to be pretty but the way you look is the least interesting thing about you you can be a 10 out of 10 looks but if you have a shit personality that's that's like honestly I would seriously rather be fugly and be funny and have my same brain than like be pretty and be a fucking idiot bitch cunt Sorry, I'm no, but seriously, <laughs> a little too far. But it really is like, I don't know. It doesn't. It really doesn't bother me. I don't ever get offended. I don't ever get offended by looks comments. Those never bother me. I get the most stressed and upset and hurt by comments about me as a person. Like whether it comes to like work ethic or like me being nice or whatever it is, like those make me so fucking upset. Cause like even though I like, I am confident in those things, like it's never like you can call me I, I don't give a fuck. It's not because like I think I'm super pretty. It's just like I don't care. Like it's not important to me. I just hate the internal stuff. Yeah, I think to a certain if it's something that I just feel so secure in, 
I really don't care unless it was an overwhelming like if I was receiving if I, if somebody if somebody comments you're not funny I'm like I think I'm funny so I don't give a fuck if I was receiving a Matt Rife level backlash on something I would obviously feel differently and maybe I would start to question that because at that point is like is it true but yeah I don't really care if somebody calls me ugly for me it's not even a questioning thing but like I'm just like because like, I know I'm nice people yeah. like, I know I'm a good friend like those don't think like but like those that's why I'm, like, I'm not insecure about it, but like I know like I know these things and I'm secure in it but like those are the most bothersome things it's hard obviously I don't know how relatable this is to a lot of you listening to this because obviously most of you probably don't do social media but it is frustrating when people can just put things out there that are not true and then people just take this random comment as fact and then run with it and it it is just it's so fucking annoying because I have the biggest issue with that's like something I get almost insecure about is I'm like I need to clear this up why the fuck is somebody saying this and sometimes you do just have to be a bigger person and just let it go and allow people to say things that like aren't or just false narratives like yeah and it is just fucking annoying when you know someone that you've never even met is commenting on your video like I know her and she's a bit and you're like that's simply like just the yeah. furthest thing from the fucking truth I don't know but back to confidence for you also this is like kind of unrelated but like I feel like a lot of like my confidence before like with like going out or like even just like, being in like before like social media whatever like a lot of my confidence I feel like I tried to like replicate things that my friends did like whether it was like clothing or like a trait or whatever i'm like I'm like that doesn't look good on me and I, does that make sense mm-hmm. like i'd like see someone like enough and i'm like oh like that they looked good in that and i saw that work well for them i should try that i was like i don't look good in that outfit at all that's not for me yeah so i think like figuring out who like just like more like me and like stuff like made me feel more confident yeah like who you are and being your authentic yeah self. but like also like outfit wise like i would be like oh, like, I don't feel good in this outfit like I thought I would. It's like, that wasn't the outfit for me. Like, I need to figure out what works for me. Yeah. Like, what I felt good. And, like, also, like, you feel good at a bar when, like, you're the only person, like, who's, like, dressed up and, like, you're looking cunty. I feel good at a bar when I blend in and look fake as basic as fuck. So it's like, I would never be able to be feel confident trying to replicate how you go out when I, like, I need to be, like, in a long sleeve shirt and some baggy jeans and some sneakers to feel good. Agree. Agree. I think that's that's and that's going back to being your authentic self. Yeah. That is your authentic self. My authentic self has literally always been being fucking extra. I like being the loudest person. I like being the boldest person. I like dressing kind of fucking crazy. That's why I did that in high school, and I I never cared because it it, it was my authentic self, and I was just being me. And I've always thought like truly embarrassment is a social construct that I just simply don't subscribe to most of the time I've again been humbled throughout my life and now sometimes I am like that was fucking embarrassing but I really am able to just compartmentalize situations that happen and be like okay yeah I can recognize that was an embarrassing thing that I did but I'm not gonna let it overtake my life I really don't care and it's I don't know that also like it, it's hard, but it's it's easy to rationalize that when you are very mentally stable. I, I have to say that because like I, there's irrational things that you just can't get over. Like that's what anxiety is, right? Like I, there's times when I am so anxious and embarrassed about something that I did when I didn't even do anything wrong, and like I was just like having anxiety, and so I don't know. 
There's yeah, levels. Confidence, I swear, it's just like self awareness, I think, is the biggest thing. And like learning and adjusting, like about like being exactly who you are and surrounding yourself with good people. I feel like you're never not confident when you're around people who make you feel good and like uplift you. But also, I will say, when I say surround yourself with people who make you feel confident, I'm not saying rely on them to make you feel confident. Like, you shouldn't get, like, be like, oh, I look horrible in this, and, like, make them, like, be like, oh, you look great, and, and, and feel good that way and confident. I'm saying just be around people who are, like, being authentic that make you feel good. Yeah, you don't need external validation to get, to, to feel confident to, like, wear an outfit or be. Yes, like you choose it's all it's it's a you thing yeah it's internal kind of random switching topics from confidence to periods but i wanted to ask you like when did you get your period and what happened like your first period do you remember yes i was i believe i was a sophomore in high school okay like i'm pretty pretty sure but, so pretty old. Yeah, I think because I did like cheer and stuff, I was just like stunted or something. I don't know. I think it was, I think it was a sophomore though, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the." W-. I think it was, I was at school. Mm-hmm. So, nope, I lied. Rewind. I was a sophomore in high school. I was at home when it happened. Best place to be. Thank fucking god. But no one was home. I just like went upstairs. Like I got my mom's tampons, put it in. Like re- I literally read the instructions. I was like, okay, sweet. Up there, no problem, no issue. Then it was like time to take it out. I was like, "Oh my god, I cannot get this out of me. It is stuck." I was fucking freaking out. No one's home. I like didn't tell my mom I started my period, and like no one. Like I was by. My, I was like, and none of my friends. I just didn't want to be like, guys. I can't get it out of me yeah. now. I would so say that. But like back then, I just wasn't like that, and. I could not for the life of me get it out. I'm laying on my bathroom floor fucking bawling my eyes out. Like I have a mirror down there. I'm trying to get it out and it will not come out. But I was like, I didn't want to like break. I was like, so did you have like, was the string poking out? Yes. Yes. You just couldn't get it. I just it. couldn't pull it. You were it. pulling it and it wouldn't come yeah. out. Yeah. Eventually I got it out and then it was like smooth sailing for there. Okay. But it was a stressful time for myself. That's so funny. I had kind of a similar situation i was a like a junior in high school i was pretty i was really old all of my friends had had their period and i remember like my friends were fucking like they were having sex and they're like you need to get on the sex wave like you can't even get pregnant girl like it was like that i was like i'm not horny i've never even had a period like the fuck anyway um i remember i was i had a life because i was a lifeguard i had a lifeguard certification class the next day and so I got my period like the night before I had to go to this lifeguard certification class and obviously when you're swimming and everything you have to put a tampon in you do not have an option for a pad and I'm actually glad for that because I probably would have pussied around for a while and been like "Mm, I need to use a pad I hate pads I think they're disgusting like if that's your game absolutely if that's what works for you to each their own yeah it's just for me absolutely not and so I'm glad that it made me have to do it but I literally got the period and I was like I have to go to this lifeguard certification class. You cannot wear a pad. So I had to just shove a tampon inside of me and I did it. And I was like freaking the fuck out. I was like the lightest period of my entire life. I was like, I'm bleeding through every two seconds. I'm switching the fucking tampon. And it was like, it was the driest thing ever. Cause there was a drop of blood on it every time. Cause it was such a light period. I swear that the, your 
first period anxiety of thinking like you're leaking through or like bleeding through something is so real and you don't know what this is but i swear it this half this was stressful for me because the movie it's called the click it was also books you've never seen it but the clit <laughs> sorry i need to, i'm taking speech classes okay <laughs> there was a movie called the click click and this girl claire is wearing white pants and they put like red paint on her like mm-hmm. in high school and everyone made fun of her it was a whole thing it's like if you know the movie you know anyways but i swear like when you first start your period you're like i'm leaking through you're not fucking leaking through yeah. you might be at some point but you're probably not and i feel like every day for like the first 10 periods i have I was like i'm leaking through this is embarrassing and horrible yeah no yeah 100 percent. also have one more thing to say about periods well tampons specifically because you just saying that reminded me of the time that i had sex with a tampon in it was the worst experience of well basically i got really really drunk one night this was obviously years later um it, i was not inexperienced to putting a tampon in like i i knew how to use them um but i i got really drunk one night and i used to have a really before i got my id like really heavy period so i would need to put a super plus tampon in there and it was like i would make it maybe an hour and i'd bleed through it and so i lost track of my night i kind of blacked out i didn't remember if i had a tampon in or what so i wake up the next morning and i'm like I have no idea if I have a tampon in or not. So I'm kind of like feeling around up there and I'm like, I must have taken it out. Like I cannot find the tampon. So I'm like, I'm good. I put another tampon up there. Like, cool. And then I just keep thinking in the back of my head. I'm like, I just don't think I couldn't even form words. I was so drunk. I don't think I was pulling a tampon out of me. Like there's just no way I have to have a tampon inside of me. I'm like fingering myself, fishing around, trying to find this tampon. Cannot find it. It doesn't exist. So I'm like, all right, I go like three full days with this tampon inside of me, obviously having no idea. And finally, I'm just like, something is not right. Like my gut was just telling me everything seemed normal. Like there was nothing, there was no signs. I didn't feel anything, nothing. Except I was just like, it just, my gut was telling me, like I'm telling you, my brain was like, Hallie, like there's no way you took a tampon out. Like there's just no way you did it. So finally, like I am telling you, like I, I had my whole fist up my vagina like i was like whatever i also did i mention that i had sex with it in yes okay yeah that's right yeah so like it, it was up there it had gotten obviously like compacted up there like sh- i can't even imagine i must have been so drunk the fact that that wasn't painful to me like what the fuck anyway and so i like finally i'm telling you like i finally like i feel it i'm like oh my god oh my god it was like i can feel it still inside of me like that feeling oh my god and i was like oh my god i like i'm like clawing it out i finally get it out it was like it looked Black. like an animal like it was like disgusting oh my god that was oh and i was just like damn like i also wanted to know like, i never talked to the guy that i had sex with yeah. again but i was like did he not like maybe he was really drunk too but i'm like that cannot have felt good for you you were like slamming up against that like oh yeah horrible experience it's so scary like that also happened to me once oh yeah 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 this also happened to me once um years ago after, <laughs> after drinking i had a similar situation i also had sex with a tampon in woke up the next day i'm like oh like i was like oh i'm not i'm like still kind of bleeding a little bit but not a lot I'm like oh i must have taken it out like i'm just like no one up there i did not feel good i had like a fever like i think i was literally going, <laughs> You're like getting talk, the talk. beginning of talk to yes fully i'm like something is not right like, i'm like sweating i'm like i have a headache it's like the day day and a half later i'm like 
I'm not good. And like my b- blood is like black because like <laughs> that blood up there. It was also like the end of my period too, but I bleed heavy. Yeah. This is before I got my ID. I bleed very, very heavy. Like I go through a super plus every 45 minutes. I'm not kidding. Yeah, get, that was me too. I had to get a special pass in high school to go to the bathroom because I was bleeding so often. That's why I eventually got birth control. It was like a whole thing. Anyways, I, I bleed. Okay. Um, I'm like, and I, I, in the first day I dug, couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, whatever. Next day I also dug, I'm like, I'm also like, up. <laughs> I'm and like, I'm like, like I finally the string like must have like got the string was definitely like not f- down anymore. I had to like grab the actual tampon. No, it's like breech. Like yeah. it's like a breech baby. That's what mine was. Like the string was upside down. It was like to the side. <laughs> Maybe that's why I have a crooked cervix. <laughs> I'm so serious. Maybe that is why. Anyways, I pull it out. I'm like, and I kid you. Within 30 minutes, my temperature was back to normal. <laughs> I was fine. I was like, holy fuck. I almost just died. Yeah, no. Death by tampon? Oh, my oh, God. So it, one, that's embarrassing. Lie on my name. If I if I die from that, like, do not fucking say that. Two, I, I that's the thing I'm most grateful for with the IUD that I don't, like, bleed like that. Because I that is the most dangerous fucking game to play is putting a tampon in before going out and blacking out. Because I can't believe that didn't happen more often, honestly yeah like honestly ah because it's like you don't want to put a pad in obviously like before you go out that sounds literally miserable you're trying to look hot and like you don't want like your tight ass pants to be showing your pad lines but at the end of the day like that's so dangerous to put a tampon in i actually can't believe it didn't happen more often yeah no that was such a bad experience for me i was like i literally like almost lost like i'm not kidding i went to the hospital because i was like i was like i was just dripping in sweat yeah. and like so, at the worst fever like i was di- i was literally dying <gasps> oh my god Slo- slowly dying speaking of periods birth control so when did you first get a birth control um i didn't so i was quite old i was probably it was literally right before i decided like i am going to lose my virginity and so i was probably 19 i was like old and I went on four different birth control pills over the course of like two years. And every single one was horrible. When I tell you, I have never had worse body image in my life. I swelled up like a balloon. Like I would constantly be stepping on a scale and it did, it did actually make me gain some weight. It probably gained like, and it, it, that was also a crazy thing to me because my whole life I'd just been the same weight. It was very always consistent. So then to just get on a pill and be like, 10 pounds heavier when I changed nothing about my habits other than I don't know if this happened to you but I was way hungrier on my birth control pill like I did find myself eating and snacking a lot more but anyway I I gained like 10 pounds was just also even though it, it wasn't even 10 pounds wasn't that much it was the fact that I was so bloated all the time I literally just had horrible body image on every single birth control pill I tried I was some would make me bleed every single day for a month at a time um I had depression I had everything in the book like every bad symptom you could have and so I finally was like I don't give a fuck I'll go celibate before I get on another pill because I tried four um and then I got the IOD what about you um so I originally got on birth control like I think like 16 yeah 16 because I was my periods were so bad I literally had to like get a special pass to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. because I was bleeding so heavily. Like, I'm not kidding. For every 45 minutes, super plus. 
no matter what, what brand I used, it was horrible. I had that too for a period of time, like like the, the just like forty five minutes, and I was bleeding through. But I didn't get on birth control for that anyway. Yeah, well, that's that's why I got on it. Um, but so I originally went to get on it for that reason, and I tried to take the pill. I literally had never been more suicidal in my life. Like I, they were like. And my mom and my grandma both can't take the other. Like, we're, we're, apparently, my, we're allergic to something in it. Yeah. Like, I, like, literally tried to kill myself. I'm not kidding. Like, it was really, really bad. I was on it for, like, maybe a couple of weeks. And it was, like, already, like, affecting me horribly. Whatever. So I was like, nope, not going to take that. And then I got an IUD. And it, like, evened my periods. It was, like, great. But then I was on it from the time I was 16 until I was, like, 21. And I was like, nope. I, oh, sorry i lied sorry i was on it for like whatever the time period was where you needed it to get changed mm-hmm. i don't remember what that was got taken out i obviously have pretty great skin um, i had this nickels i'm not exaggerating nickel size cysts all over my face when you took it out within a week of getting it removed and i was like nope and i got off because i was like i've been on it for so long and i had been really suicidal so i was like even with the IUD. So I was like, maybe that's why I'm suicidal. Maybe it's not my life. Maybe it's the birth control. So I was like, I'll just get off of it. No, I was like, I'm willing to want to die because like this act makes me want to die. So I got back on it. Then I was back on Within a week, sis gone. I was like, okay, great. I'm going to stay on this actually. Yeah. And I just got on a different depression medication and I kind of evened out and I was fine. And I was on it for a few more years. And then I moved to Colorado and it was like during COVID and I, I wasn't having sex. I was like, you know, maybe this is why I'm depressed again. And I wasn't, but it was actually because it was COVID basically. That's why I was depressed, but I got taken. I was like, oh, let's just take a break. I was in my celibacy era. And it, anyway, got out of it. I got off of it and I was off of it up until this year. And then you got it. Yeah. And did not help my depression at all. Not being on it. <laughs> like it didn't help anything, but I didn't have the cysts anymore. So I think the cysts might've just been like a, could have been a, just so an, weird. Might've been also like an age thing. I was a lot younger then, but I got on my IUD this year. And I obviously that was a whole thing to yeah. get on, but I'm I'm happy with it. My periods are like gone again, so that's great. Yeah, I I can't. I think the IUD gets so much like negative, negative press, which it, and I I'm not I'm not a doctor. I personally believe the IUD is a hundred ten percent the best birth control pill or the best form of birth control. Every person I know on the pill like it just completely normalizes the most horrible things, and you're like. Because I think a lot of girls just get shoved on it when they're 15 and they just completely normalize themselves to these negative side effects. And then they think it's just like, well, I just have to deal with this. And then you realize when you get off of it, no, you don't. Um, And I love my IUD. I don't think I have a singular side effect from it. I am essentially, and people are like, "Eh, you're not actually infertile. I fucking know, obviously. But for the most part, it's like, I think it's the most effective form of birth control. It's like 99.9. Yeah, look it up. I don't know. But like, it's, I tried a lot of shit. It's what works for me. Talk to your doctor, obviously. Yeah. But like, try, if one thing doesn't work, try something else. I I think it just gets a lot of negative, uh, like like people talk negatively about it because it's painful to get in. Which it to- like not well, down- so valid, not downplaying that. But I will say, like mine's seven years. Is yours seven? Yeah, yeah. I think we have the same one. It's seven years of no periods. Personally, think the pain is worth like worth seven years of. I mean, I mean, if I was planning on getting off the IUD in like a year, I wouldn't maybe do it. But I think that 
like for me, I don't plan on having a baby anytime soon. So I'm happy with my investment. I've been on it for like two and a half years. Maybe I was put to sleep during mine. You were too. After a whole fucking fight. You can explain that. (laughs) Yeah. I was supposed to, I got it done. I went to get it done one day and Hallie came with me and they were like, and I've had, I had, had, I had, oh my God. I had had two previously. So I was like, oh, no problem. They tried for the longest time. And there's pictures and videos of me, like, miserable. And I have the highest pain tolerance. I swear to fucking God, I have a great pain tolerance. Boobs, no problem. Nose, no problem. Lipo, no problem. Nothing is a problem. I I can handle shit. I was so physically unwell. They tried for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, it was horrible. And she's in the room, like, I'm just miserable. It was horrible. I felt pain, and I wasn't experiencing it. I was like, oh, I was cringing. Dripping tears, sweating. It was horrible. This male doctor invalidated the fuck out of me. Eventually, I got put to sleep. He put it in. He was like, oh, you actually were so right. There's no way we could have got that in. You have a crooked cervix. Uh, Yeah. I will say, like, I think that you should just always be put to sleep for it. I don't think. Fully agree. They take some, like, metal clamp and clamp your uterus, which it's, like, grabbing. Ugh. It's, like, it's disgusting to what they actually do. If you get put to sleep, it's really not bad at all. You'll wake up with a little bit of cramps and it sucks for maybe an hour or two. It doesn't feel good. It feels like a pretty heavy, severe period. I will say the first time I got my IUD in high school, I they put I was awake. They put it in. I had felt like a pinch. I was literally so fine. I'm so serious. I drove to work. I worked at Nordstrom at the time. I passed out at work because of the IUD. Like I the pain hit me like an hour and a half later. It's, it does, it does hurt. Like it it was like, I was, I was woken up immediately after, like they literally placed it and took me off and woke me up. So I was like awake immediately after I just didn't feel that pinch. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But it, it was like, it was like the most horrible period you've ever had probably like cramps wise. And I just felt like pretty nauseous. But then I literally like two hours later, I just sat there like, being like this fucking sucks and then I was it was a Saturday night all my friends were going out to the bar and I was like I'm not missing out because I got this fucking IUD um and so I literally went and started just taking shots and I numbed all the pain so I don't even know if it actually hurt for the rest of the night um but then I was completely fine I woke up the next day I was like great and then like three or four days later like I literally had to have zero pain I just woke up in the middle of the night with the most excruciating cramps just randomly for like three hours I just laid there like being like i'm going to die and then it just went away and i've never had another pain since yeah i've been fine since this new one but like getting it in was a really hard situation for me yeah it's well because you have a crooked cervix right That's yeah i kind of yeah either way i just think like it takes two seconds to put you under for like the five minutes oh i fully I agree that just... insurance should like cover you getting put under for an iud and... at a lot of places it does you can find places no because i mean there's and I also, there's only two places in New York City that will put you under for okay. it. Well, yeah, but the place we we go to does do it. If yeah, but I, York- but, but the thing is, I wanted to get it in, like, before I went to Europe this one time. And I had called around to almost every, like, 20 plus, like, yeah. OBs or whatever they're fucking called here. And only two of them in the city will put you under for it. And a lot of other states are like that. Even not, that's with or without insurance. Yeah. I, I guess I shouldn't say I shouldn't say there's a lot of places because there's not. I just mean there are places if you do search you can and you and you really want one. There are places that you can find to, to get there. you to go under. But, um, but like, I think it should be a thing in general that oh. you should just get to go under for it. If a man had to get a fucking IUD. Are you fucking. If you fucking. 
if one man had to do it, it'd be a rule immediately. A hundred percent. They fucking pay you to do it at yeah. that point. Fuck. Um, God, it it also, uh, last, I just have to say, it is really crazy, like, the not to be all, like, a fucking feminist on here, but it's, it is crazy that men don't have to take birth control and women do because it, it really is a woman can only get pregnant one time every nine months maybe a man can impregnate a woman like 10 women in one weekend like they're just having sex you know it's it, it is like why do men not have to just do it like it doesn't make any sense to me i know i don't get it either it's fucking stupid let's move into um, shower routines everything shower routines Oh, you want to be the start? I don't know. You're staring at me. You go. I was asking you. Do you have an everything shower routine? I mean, yeah, I guess. What is it? Um, I use Athena Club razors. I think they're the best fucking razors that I like. seriously stand by that. I've used a lot of fucking razors in my life. And um, they're literally the best razors. I obviously have fucking black hair and I'm black, so I have like more coarse hair. Best fucking razors. The smoothest shape I've ever gotten was from Athena Club razor. And this is not sponsored, but like, please send me some. Um... But, like, they're fantastic. I, like, also love their shaving cream. And I also love the First Aid Beauty, like, ingrown hair little pads. Those are great. Um, what else? Part of my everything shower. I'm just talking, like, shaving-wise, I guess, because that's what the questions were, like, in everything shower. But I have a lot of hair mess I love, too. Okay. What are they? I love the – is it Vegamore? Yeah. Vegamore hair mask, Moroccan oil hair masks. The I don't want to say it. The it's like the brioche. Yeah, brioche, briagio or whatever. I don't know, but that stuff they have a great scalp conditioner. That scalp, um, what's it called? Not shampoo. Like a scalp. Fuck. Scalp exfoliating shampoo. A scalp detox shampoo. Okay. Yes, and I love that. Um, and then there's it's the way you're naming all these things, and I'm like. Oh, I have that. I have that. I have that. It's because we got sent all of those in PR, and I know we just have the same thing. Yeah, but they're fantastic. But they are great. I like all and of them. Then those. I also love my favorite hair mask of all time is the Money Mask from Color Wow. It's so good. I paid Never for that, that, unfortunately. Okay. It's expensive, but it's great. It's fantastic. And then, um, what else? It's part of my shower. How? Wait, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, how often do you shave? Like, how often do you do this everything shower? Um,. I rarely shave my legs, to be quite honest. I, I mean, I feel like I used to summer all the time because I'm like wearing shorts and skirts and stuff. Winter, I'm wearing tights. I don't really be shaving my legs that much, and I feel like I would if I was like going to the bar. And I had potentially like meet someone, but like now that I'm dating Kevin, like those legs are rarely shaved. I shave like my vagina constantly, okay, but like not my legs, okay. I also nair my arms. If you guys, if you guys have hairy arms, I have very hairy arms. Like it's like dark hair, and I personally don't like having hair in my arms. So I nair my arms with men's nair, and it is the best. I, the women's nair doesn't do it for me. The men's nair is easy peasy on my arms. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I don't have much to contribute to this. I like i'm not I, this sounds like the most pick me shit of life but but, it, but it's it's her truth it really is it, her truth. it is i just i have like obviously i'm naturally blonde i dye my hair blonder before you're like mm, yeah, that's not your real color obviously but i am naturally blonde so all my body hair is blonde like i have arm arm hair i never shave it or anything it's just completely clear so it doesn't like i don't ever think about it and then for my legs i do shave every time i get in the shower but it's like because i would rather i hate when you like i can't even think of, it's been probably 
six years since I haven't like shaved consistently but it's like I would hate in high school I feel like I would like not shave for a long time and then having to sit there and get every fucking hair so annoying to me I would rather get in the shower and I will do a two second like up and down of my legs every single time and just keep it maintained so it's like even if I'm missing like whatever it's like I'll get it tomorrow it'll be fine because I just like am always doing a quick shave of all over my legs um but it's also super easy for me to just take my hair off like because it's just like a like it's not coarse you know what I'm saying it's very thin and like light um and I I shave like my vagina and everything too like again every time I get in the shower just whatever I don't struggle with ingrown hairs I've gotten like I was thinking about this I I don't know if this is relatable but I like have never gotten an ingrown hair in my life and then I was hooking up with this guy and I was like shaving all the time for the first time like a lot I was like shaving all the time and I'm like one day I just like am like going to shave and I'm like there was like the most gigantic cyst, like a fucking this cyst. This is a thing. This is a thing. This is this is actually so crazy. You're saying this. I have a story. You go. Okay. I'm, this is so gross. I can't believe I'm saying this on the internet. On the internet. But I was like, I was visiting my friend in another state, and I like, I'm in her shower, and I noticed. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, it was huge. It was like the size of a fucking penny, like or a pea, I guess you could say. It was huge, and I am like. I have to have sex with this guy tomorrow. Like, I knew I was going to have sex with him. And my, I told my mom, I'm like, oh, my God, Mom, I have this cyst. My mom's like, don't drain it. Go to the doctor. Da, da, da. I'm like, I don't have time to go to the doctor, and I need to get railed by this man. I sat on my friend's floor no. and just no. completely no. drained it. That is the worst Horrible, thing I know. you can fucking do. Horrible. I know. That can get so infected. Like, lose half your vagina. But this is the thing. I just drained it like and I'm telling you the most liquid ever came out of it like it was it was so foul I can't even explain like it it drained for so long there was so much blood there was so much everything I know that's all horrible do not follow in my footsteps I did it it went away never had it again it was completely fine do not take that don't take that advice I'm so serious so my friend had one in high school and it was like a, it was like a whole thing, and she was like telling us about it, like, like oh my god that's so crazy. Then I kid you not, like two years later I had one, and this happened to me like in summer, and I'm pretty sure it's like a summer thing from like sweating or something. Like, I was like googling it or whatever, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, and I had a gigantic one. It was so painful. I'm telling you, like one of my vagina lips was like twice the size as the other. I'm so serious. It was like I was like I was at first I was at first I was like I have like cancer or something. Like, I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm being vagina so, cancer I'm so labia cancer i was like what 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 is happening to me it's just like one giant thing my one lip is twice the size of the other lip I, and i call my one friend who i haven't talked to in probably two years the one that had it in high school and i'm like hey i think i have what you had in high school what did you do and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry blah 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 and i was like i literally took a warm bath and it went away but she was like do not drain it because our other friend had drained hers and ended up in the hospital. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's so it is easy for mo- it to get infected. Like, it is the worst thing you can you, do. I probably wouldn't have done it other than the fact that I was so desperate to have sex with this man. I only had one opportunity, I'm telling you, because I was like visiting my friend. So it was like, I have to take this opportunity and run with it. And it was it's horrible. And I know that it did end up being completely fine for me. Like it just went away and it was all good. But it will not be fine for you. Let me tell you that yeah. right now. No, Whoever's listening, do horrible. not listen to that. I know. I really, really am not like encouraging it. That is horrible. I'm not encouraging it. You're saying it's fine. Some girls will be like, oh, no. it was fine for Hal. It's going to be fine for I, me. No, I, I'm telling you it's not. I'm just, I just like, I'm sorry. I had to do what I had to do. 
I'm just thinking, my friend also didn't, oh my God, my friend didn't know that I was doing this. Like I was in her guest bedroom and I'm like doing it on her floor. She still doesn't know to this day. Sorry. And then the door didn't have a lock either. So I was sitting up against the door because I was like, if somebody opens this door and sees me draining my vagina cyst on this paper towel right now, I will kill myself. And so I'm like, push my back up against the door, draining it. Cause I was like, if anybody walks in, I'm literally going to kill myself. Yeah. But they're very painful. But if you take a warm bath, like I'm like a not even warm, but like a very hot bath, and like Loki soak your vagina. I'm so serious. Probably go to the doctor. No, but like if you're supposed to like if it doesn't go away within a certain amount of time, you're supposed to go to the doctor. Sorry, okay. If it doesn't go away in a certain amount of time, you're supposed to go to the doctor. Okay. This was like day one though, and like it was already, I was in so much pain. Smoked a blunt, sat in the bath, put some TV on my iPad sat there for 30 minutes watched an episode of like what was i fucking watching like glee or something okay and i got out i was like oh it's back to normal oh but my god it was very painful yeah so i'm like i'm like that's so relatable because you said it and like i happened to meet you everyone listens like that's never happened I to anyone i know no, i think it's a pretty relatively common thing no it is when i googled it that I'm one sure. time it was like Everyone's like cases of year or whatever yeah. you know i'm sure everyone gets one from time to time yeah but that was really fucking scary um what else um i feel like you used, be, you used to be afraid of projection now you're not anymore oh well yeah that's really honestly one of the good i'm trying to see in my whole getting broken up with is is like no rejection can be worse than what i experienced so really it's like who gives a fuck if i could survive that it, it, it's it's like it's things that it's just like you realize oh what the fuck was i so afraid of like who is really judging you for that no one i was like oh it's so embarrassing if i like somebody and they don't like me back uh bitch you were in love with somebody and they still didn't love you back like it, you know what i'm saying and it's like oh i thought that would literally kill me i realized it didn't so why would i sit here and care if a random man at the bar it is like nah i'm good sis like thanks yeah, I think it's obviously easier said than done, but overall, like, it's never that serious and it's never that deep. And I think that if you can just get through the first one, the first time you get rejected and you realize, oh, like, that wasn't the end of the world and it wasn't that embarrassing and nothing bad really happened, you're like, oh, okay, like, next. And it just gets easier. Like, the more you do it, the easier it is. But, like, you know what? You might not get rejected. Yeah. It might be great. Have you heard of, like, rejection theory, I think it is, where people, like, do stuff every day to get rejected so they can deal with rejection better? No. It's extremely embarrassing, and um, I'll just... This person I kind of know would always do it, and he's just like a meme in itself. And so it's extremely funny to think that he would... He, like, he would post about it on his Instagram stories every day and be like, today's rejection theory. And he would go to, like, Starbucks and literally be like, like, can I get a, a latte... The barista's like, yeah. He's like, I'd like 20% off of it, please. And you just like say things like that. And I'm like, while I'm like, I'm sure that's teaching you some like good. It's it's probably useful for you. It's like, really? You're making that poor fucking Starbucks barista like have to deal with your ass asking for 20% off. Like they're getting paid minimum wage. Like they don't want to do that. But it's it's a good I get thing the, I get the concept though because it's like this it's the same concept as like affirmations but like the opposite yeah like I, I guess if you get so used to it every single day that it, it won't bother you so then you will be more willing to be brave and bold because you you can handle like all of those embarrassing little things every single day um 
but I, I personally wouldn't partake in that. But I think you could almost practice your own rejection theory, like at a bar. It's like just one night, get a take a shot, get a little liquid courage, and just go up to somebody and like hit on them in a appropriate and respectful way and see what happens if and you know what if it if they like it and it goes well great oh my god you just met a man if it goes bad guess what you walk over to your friends you're like lol for the plot haha laugh it off and suck it up and move on yeah i fully agree also just like with rejection like whether it's like like in person yes but like whether you you want to ask someone to hang out or ask someone to do something it's like like no thanks okay it's like what you find someone else to ask to hang out like it's not that it's not that bad yeah i get the anxiety because i have a a lot of anxiety and i used to have a really hard time with that but it's just like the more you do it the less deep it is agree um anything else you had written down this was the biggest FaceTime call episode. This is so... Yeah, we done, that was, like, almost two hours, probably. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We're just having fun. Yeah. You know, like, this podcast is just meant to, like, be like, you guys are just hanging out with us. What did you want to tell me earlier? You're like, I'll tell you on the podcast. Oh, I, um... I... Well, I'm going to therapy. Um, I... Hallie, I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. I know. Not um, my entire life, but, like, since I met you. I know. Um, if you, like, go back to old episodes, like... I've been like, I think you should go to therapy. Shout out to my ex for pushing me over the edge. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I, well, I'm actually, I am fine. Like I could so do it without therapy. I don't think you need to be fine to go to therapy. You like, mean not fine? Yeah. Like I don't think therapy is like a be all fix all. None of that. I think it's, a useful tool to have or a useful outlet to have whether you're doing good or bad or in between well the, the so the therapy that i'm going to is it's like situational so like i will be honest um i'm having a situation currently that i'm just having to work through getting past every single week as i see more things and i have been just struggling to cope with that i've been doing better and better each week but it's definitely been an adjustment and i I'm going like this therapy. It's like they tell you at the beginning, like you explain the situation and then they're kind of like, this is how many sessions that you're going to need to have because it's not like a lifelong therapist. It's yeah. like, it's like cognitive behavioral therapy. I yeah. think, I don't know. My therapist also does that for like, cause it depends on like the client they have. Yeah. Cause like, see, I don't know if really, I think I, I could just see myself like when I'm in a better place, just canceling every single fucking week and not doing it. Cause I just don't think therapy is my journey every single day but I do think I need some redirection honestly I'm gonna be so for real I've beat the topic into the ground with every single person in my life I'm like I need I need to pay somebody at this point that I can talk to about um but I think that it'll be good and hopefully I don't know we'll just see and if it it sucks or I'm like this is stupid I only like it's like I can just stop and it's fine um kind of annoying though because like my insurance like like basically i just found this girl and i was like i really she just i can tell from her look i was like i just i want to talk to her and so i'm i'm just like i just know we would vibe and my insurance like doesn't cover it and so it's like 300 dollars a session which is I i pay that every week and i know and i'm like but i'm like if it's only like five sessions over the course of whatever 10 sessions okay if i'm doing it 
every week or every two weeks paying $300 like to me that's simply not worth it and it's like I need to find an in-network provider but I've kind of just had my mindset on this this girl and I'm like all right I get it yeah that's me with my I've had my therapist for years I'm like we're such like I can't have someone else and I don't and I don't even go any every week anymore I go like once a month now but like there were times where I was going like twice a week yeah because I was my situation was so much worse and I wanted to get the tools like now like times where I'd want to talk about it, it's like oh I've had the tools from those previous sessions to work through it on my own yeah yeah I don't know should be interesting we'll see to hear how it goes for you yeah yeah I don't know maybe I'll really like it and stick with it but um yeah I don't know we'll see yeah um I think oh this is a long episode sorry guys like actually I'm not sorry because like you can turn it off yeah no i would enjoy it's like it can never be too long in my opinion because it's like i listen to podcasts just while i'm doing stuff and then i'll stop them and then i always just return to them yeah. aka i only listen to one it's canceled but i love if they put out a fucking five hour long episode i'd be like thank god like yeah. that would make my week so i also listen to episodes like really fat like on like two times speed because i think it's funnier to hear people's voices that way because i listen to them when i'm high normally and i think it's just like better okay so that's my vibe um but thanks for listening guys um a lot of fun exciting stuff happening in 2024 for the pod yeah so good things are coming we're excited to see you guys and just like do some fun stuff so stay tuned for that follow us on instagram delusional diaries podcast tiktok delusional diaries podcast and subscribe to our youtube at delusional diaries podcast and leave us a rating review on apple Podcasts and spotify and we'll see you next year 